Number three. Late in the seventh round of the 2005 NFL Draft, the St. Louis Rams thought, why not, and drafted Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was going to be their third-string quarterback. In other words, he shouldn't even sniff the field. The Rams probably thought, it's a quarterback from Harvard who nearly scored a perfect 50 on the Wonder League. Let's just bring him in to pick his brain. There's no way he's actually going to get into a game, though. Week 6. First stringer Mark Bolger would injure his right shoulder, promoting Jamie Martin to the starting quarterback. And then Jamie Martin gets injured. And all of a sudden, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback for the St. Louis Rams in 2005. Let's go to number 4. In steps, the third stringer from Harvard, with no expectations, down by 21. Ryan Fitzpatrick would throw for 310 yards and three touchdowns, finishing the game in overtime with a 54-yard walk-off touchdown. Rams win, 33-27. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was named NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He's one of only seven quarterbacks ever to throw for 300 yards in their debut. Unbelievable, right? It's the risk-taking. Just give me a chance. He's smart enough to know, give me that chance. Just like Jerry Harrison shows up for the rehearsal with a guitar, not a keyboard, and they're looking for a keyboard player. Just give me a chance. And he gets his foot in the door. Risk-taking. That's actually what makes you smart. Where does that confidence come from? You go to Harvard, you have that confidence. Here's what happens, though, to Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can't believe in him too much because then the wheels come off the wagon. Let's go to number five. He would get benched after the Vikings game and didn't see the field again the following season in 06 and in 2007 was traded for a seventh rounder to the Bengals to be their backup. Carson Palmer, who had started 48 straight games going into the season, would get hurt and Fitzpatrick became the guy in Cincinnati. There, he would do good enough to be sent to Buffalo and Fitzpatrick would spend more time there than with any other team. In Buffalo is where he really shines and really sets the world on fire. Let's go to number six. Four years. Although it wasn't planned, he was mostly the starter. And this was his time to prove that he could be a consistent starter in this league. He would flash moments of brilliance. During 2010, he became the first quarterback to be down by 17 points, come back, and win by 18 points or more. In 2011, he was named AFC Player of the Month after starting the season on a tear. And following that, the Bills were like, you're the guy. Here's a six-year, $59 million contract. Wow. It's such a beautiful story. Let's listen to the man himself, Jets quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, number one, about what it's like to be from Harvard. What does it mean to him, number one? Yeah, there's. I think people are always a little surprised when they meet me because there is just kind of a certain uh, stigma maybe that's attached to, you know, Harvard uh, graduate or whatever, but I... I think I killed those stereotypes right away. Um, you know, probably doesn't make me sound very good, but, uh, you know, my, my personality is a little bit different than I think what everybody thinks. And he was an economics major. No joke. He didn't take underwater basket weaving. Not that you probably could take that at all at Harvard. He's the real deal. But he's incredibly humble and self-deprecating. Um, but he's also very proud of going to Harvard and wants to make sure he doesn't let the university down and to always show it in the highest uh, way. Let's go to number two. In what way, I guess? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like to joke around and have fun, and uh, I could I could sit and talk about anything. I don't really need to sit and talk about uh, the stock market or, right. you know, I, I can, I'm, can relate to most guys in a lot of different ways. And number three. 
think being a, a chameleon in that way helps me. You know, being being a Harvard graduate, there's definitely a certain amount of pride that I take in that as well, and want to be able to represent the university in the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's there's definitely um, some misconceptions about uh, Harvard graduates, and we all kind of get lumped into the same category. You know what we learn from studying what it is to be smart, because we're talking about Harvard. What makes you smart in life is the ability to be fearless about taking a risk. You need to take a risk. You're better to have taken a risk and failed than never to try at all. How awful a life that would be is not really to put it all out there. Okay, you didn't succeed, but at least you tried. Not to get the respect from other people, but for you to be proud of yourself. That's what Harvard is all about, in my mind. And we'll learn more when I talk at 815 to our guest, Dr. Sean Raji, a surgeon who trained at Harvard. It's a fascinating subject for me. Time for the clinic to be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And don't forget, we got to talk about food. There was a diner on Sunset Boulevard near the Whiskey A Go-Go called Duke's, which was the diner in the Tropicana Hotel many years ago. And I used to drive up La Cienega Boulevard from Cedars to eat at that diner because they did something special to a bran muffin. This week, I did something that I learned at Duke's to a bran muffin that was five days old and stale that brought it back to life that I got to tell you about. It's one of the greatest, most delicious ways to eat a muffin ever. And I'll share that with you. Coming up next on the Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. The clinic will be open. We'll do some clap revision. Looking forward to it here on the Weekend Warrior Show.